Hey, Brother Stan, good evening. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. All right. You're sounding good. Connection strong. Everybody, welcome aboard. It's an honor to be here with my friend, Pastor Stan Johnson. ProphecyClub.com is his website, and he's pastor of the Spirit of Prophecy Church right there in Plano, Texas. Him and Prophet Leslie Johnson. want to thank you for your friendship, Brother Stan, and coming on these shows. And I know you got a lot to talk about tonight. We're in some perilous times and situations. We're going to jump right on in. Stan, you want to open us up in prayer? Yes, sir, I do. Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. From one new moon to another, one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before thee. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And Lord, what we do here tonight, we do for you and for your kingdom. And Lord, we know that we cannot understand your word and the deep things of this world without your spirit. So Lord, we would ask you to give us eyes to see and ears and hear and a heart to understand. And help us to be prepared for those things that are coming. And that we would all be overcomers and all hear well done, thou good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Stan, the mic is yours. All right. So in 1988, I was teaching a class at our church in Bible prophecy. I knew I was interested in Bible prophecy, but also knew I was not interested (laughs) in ever being in the ministry. Uh, Speaking frankly, I thought God was a bad paycheck. And uh, since I wanted to be worth a million dollars by the time I was 30, Uh, Those two things didn't line up, but I loved prophecy. So I was teaching this class, and it started off with two or three, and all I was doing was really reading to myself, and they were listening. I was was studying, and I was learning. But the class grew and grew until finally it had about, I don't know, 25 people in the class. And I had purposed to simply try to learn the truth and to teach the truth myself. And in those days, since the as a matter of fact, I probably need to come on some time and and talk about the rapture. We'll do that down the road. But I believed in the pre-trib rapture because that was the only thing. If you go to the Christian bookstores, that's all you find. Well, let me just tell you where we're going for those people that are listening. I'm about to tell you about a coup d'etat. I'm about to tell you that our nation almost, almost was taken over Saturday night. I'm about to tell you that it was very, very close. We almost lost our nation Saturday night. And I'm going to say I may be the only one that has seen all of the picture, and I haven't seen all of it. But I want to back up and, and tell you a little bit of background. Got a couple of hours to spend together here. So anyway, I was teaching the class on Bible prophecy, and after it was over, Uh, One Sunday morning, a lady came up and handed me a tape and said, I believe you'll be interested in this. It was an audio tape of Dimitri Dudeman giving his testimony. And I wrote him, asked him if he would come and speak to the full gospel businessman. 
And, of course, I was just wanting to come for a one-hour talk one evening. <laughs> he wrote back and said, oh, I ought to come for two weeks. I thought, two weeks? Two weeks? What do I do this guy for two weeks? But God, I, I guess I'd have to say I began for the first time to see the hand of God. And he filled his calendar. He later said that it was the busiest two weeks of his life. In those two weeks, I shuttled him around in Kansas and Missouri to speak to so like six different radio stations, seven different churches, and a TV station. And I began to see what it is to what, what a real prophet looks like, what a real prophet sounds like, and what it is like to serve God. Now, I wanted to say to you before God and everyone, now that I've served the Lord full time for 27 years, He's not a bad paycheck. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> he's he has been better to me than I ever deserved, better than I have ever, ever could have earned. He is the best boss. And if you ever get the opportunity, if you ever get the tap on the shoulder, if the phone ever rings and the Lord says, go into my vineyard, you want to be sure and say yes. He is the best boss. So, this audio tape introduced me to Dimitri Dudeman. I'm going to tell you about him briefly, and then we're going to tell you his message in a second. So he was a Romanian pastor. He smuggled Bibles into Romania and Russia for some 30 years. In 1980, he was arrested. They wanted to know how he was smuggling the Bibles into Romania and Russia. He wouldn't tell them. So they put him through five months of torture, culminating in them putting him on the electric chair, not once, but twice. When he's on the electric chair, the whole room lit up with white light, and the angel Gabriel showed up in the room and said, you're not going to, to die, you're going to America to give them a warning from God. When he arrived in America, it was 1984, and the angel took and showed him California, Las Vegas, New York, and Florida, and he said, do you see what I've shown you? This is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. Now, I'll finish that story in just a minute, but let me go back to the point of tonight's broadcast. This broadcast may very well be the most important broadcast, the most important information you have heard outside of the gospel. The gospel will always be number one. But this one, for people that live in America, this one's real big. This one's real, real big. Don't miss the rest of this broadcast. As a matter of fact, if you're watching this on YouTube, jump down to the bottom and click like, share, and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. And you get there, by the way, going to YouTube and then just doing a search for Prophecy Club channel. You'll see the round picture with me in it. Click there and go in and you can listen to this and lots of other stuff. Anyway, so Saturday night, this past Saturday night, there was a coup d'etat. Now, what's a coup d'etat? I had to look up the meaning. The coup d'etat is a forcible, hear the words, forcible removal of the existing government from power through Violent means. Typically, it is an illegal, unconstitutional seizure of power by a political faction, military, or a dictator. And I'm saying tonight that Saturday, 6-6-2020, the anniversary of D-Day, was the first coup, the first coup d'etat, to say it correctly, in America. History repeats. It has to. Why? Because no one learns from it. So let's look back briefly at the first D-Day. I'm going to show you how it repeats. The first D-Day was Tuesday, June 6, 1944. The Normandy landings were the water and air landings of the Allied invasion, Normandy, during World War II. 
The operation began as the liberation, hear that, the liberation of German-occupied France and started the Allied victory on the Western Front. Planning for the operation began a year before, and I believe the planning for this coup d'etat probably started a year before, perhaps even earlier. A year before, a substantial military deception, and that's what we just have been through. With this COVID virus, with this whole George Floyd thing, it's, it's all a deception. A deception mislead, to mislead the enemy. 76 years later, the Illuminati, which is people that worship Moloch, that's the cow god, and Baal, that's the cow god. They worship these cow gods. They do child sacrifice, pedophilia. Today, they are international bankers, the wealthiest people on the globe, many of them, the deep state. People like George Soros and company attempted a modern coup d'etat on the White House and President Trump this past Saturday night. Dimitri Dudeman's internal revolution arrived Saturday, 6-6-2020, the D-Day anniversary. That prophecy was fulfilled. So what prophecy are we talking about? So when uh, in 1984, Dimitri Dudeman arrived in America, the angel Gabriel came to him. He said, get beside me. And he took and showed him California, Las Vegas, New York, and Florida. He said, you see what I've shown you? This is Sodom and Gomorrah. In one day, it will burn. How? It's so powerful. America is so powerful. He said the fall. Now, listen carefully. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution. I'll say it again. The fall of America will start. Didn't say it would end. It said it would start with an internal revolution in America. I'll say it again. Listen to the words. We're going to spend some time. If you want to know what's coming for America, those six or seven words are very important. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America, started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack. The Russians will bombard the nuclear missiles in America, and America will burn. God will raise up China, Japan, and many of the nations. They'll go against the Russians and defeat the Russians and back them to the gates of Paris, where they'll make a peace treaty, but they make the Russians their leader. Well, all the nations with the Russians as their leader all go down to Israel and attack Israel, it's Armageddon. Israel doesn't have the help of the Jews in America, so she cries for Messiah. Jesus returns on the clouds and defeats the armies of the earth, burns the tares, slashes the grapes, that's the day we get our glorified body, rewards, crowns, mantles on the Feast of Trumpets. Now, in all of these 33 years, I have never looked up the definition of revolution. Sad to say, I should have. I'd always assumed that it was some kind of like burning, looting, riots or something like that. Street. Wrong. Wrong. That is not the definition of revolution. So I looked it up. Now, listen carefully. This is the definition. This is the key to understanding what's about to happen and what we're already in the throes of now. Revolution is a forceful overthrow of a government or social order in favor of a new system. Revolution is a forceful overthrow of a government or social order in favor of a new system. In other words, it's not about voting. And I might say it's not about impeachment. It is a forceful overthrow. So let's go back to the prophecy. The fall of America will start. Again, it didn't say it would end. It says it starts with an internal revolution in America. Okay, so that means 
for that fulfilled to be fulfilled, that means that there had to be an attempt to have a forceful overthrow of the American government. I'm saying to you, it happened Saturday night. We are now in the throes of falling as a nation. Now, let me give you the definition of the other two things that a revolution is not. Riot, a violent public disorder. That's not what it was saying. Anarchy, absence of government. That's not what it's saying either. Dimitri's prophecy of an internal revolution was fulfilled Saturday night, 6-6-2020. And it may be a, a bigger one is coming down the road. Maybe there's another internal revolution. I don't know. But I can tell you this first one, this was a forceful attempt to overthrow the American government. I'm about to tell you about bullets, blood, and dead bodies in America. There was a fight at the White House Saturday night. Okay, so let's back up. Did a little bit of research. Haven't got all the details, but then I don't know that we need all the details. Here's the brief overview. It started Monday, June 1st. I'm going to skip the, the George Floyd thing. Everybody knows about that. Monday, June 1st, President Donald Trump threatened to invoke the Insurrection Act, a centuries-old law that gives the president the authority to send the U.S. military into cities and towns to quash domestic unrest if the state government governors don't take sufficient action to quell the ongoing protest and unrest happening in the cities across the nation. As he spoke in the Rose Garden, telling them, threatening them, that if you don't take care of it, I'll fix it. As he was speaking, you could hear loud booms just outside the White House as law enforcement officers, they say, fired tear gas. I don't believe it, and I don't believe the rubber bullets, but this is what the report said. A peaceful protesters who gathered near the White House. I don't believe there was such a thing as a peaceful protester, not in general. There was sprinkled among them peaceful protesters, but there was also people that were military trained and ready to go in and take the White House. Tuesday, the next day, June 2nd, Trump called in 1,600 military troops to Washington, D.C. I believe it was the hand of God saving our nation. The announcement came after Democratic governors in Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, and Delaware turned down requests from Defense Secretary Mark Esper to offer National Guard troops to help with security in Washington, D.C. This comes from Hal Turner. And he said, June 2nd, China smuggled fully automatic weapons into the U.S. for use by rioters in cities, confirmed by the London Daily Mail. June 9th, 2020, the report is, the London Daily Mail is reporting that gang members in Chicago, Now I know that's not White House, but my point is, if it was in Chicago, I believe it was also, in another report I'm going to give you in a minute, it was also at the White House. I'm talking about AK-47s. It goes on to say, gang members in Chicago are walking around the city with fully automatic AK-47 machine guns. The United States of America is in the early stages of an actual insurrection. That's what Hal Turner said. It's not an actual insurrection. It is a revolution. Let's go on. He goes on to say riots and looting taking place in many major cities are not a spontaneous grassroots outpouring of anger over the death of George Floyd. Instead, it is a very carefully scripted, race-based incitement to attack our constitutional republic. I didn't say that. Hal Turner said that. But I agree with him. 
These events are being fomented, enabled, and coordinated by certain elected officials, certain political party leaders. For years, communists have thought that a race-based methodology would best suit their goals of turning the United States into a communist nation, whether by peaceful or by violent means. This cabal, all right, now let's talk about that word, cabal. You see, cabal means they, they worship Baal. That's what the, when we say cabal, they worship Baal. That's the cow god. That's the god that believes in child sacrifice, uh, pedophilia. These people are the ones that are doing the, the sex trafficking. These are the primary targets of Donald Trump. That's the reason, as of here a couple of days ago, we now have 176,436 sealed indictments. And most of those indictments are going after these Baal Moloch worshipers that are, they, they worship Baal and Moloch, the same people. When Joshua went in to clean out the land, those were the people that he killed. There were times where God commanded Joshua to take and kill every man, woman, and child, every animal, everything in the city. And there was places where he said, you don't take anything out of the city that doesn't pass through the fire. Meaning, if it could be burned like gold, silver, things like that, you can take it. Everything else, destroyed. Why? Because they worshipped Moloch and Baal. Filthy, filthy, filthy. We, we, as Christian minds, we can't even understand worshiping. We, we can't understand the twisted, satanic inspired communist people that have attacked our government. Okay, let's go on. Inspired communist people who has worked tirelessly toward their goal of destroying the, the greatest example of freedom on earth. So bent on control, money and power, these people will literally stop at nothing to undermine, erode, sabotage and actually forcibly overthrow our way of life. To them, the end justifies the means. That is the overriding principle they follow. This is not new, of course. The communists have been working this plan since 1917 at the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, which was planned by the very same people, I'm going to say the very same spirit, whose progeny are following the same playbook today. Now let's go to the next day, Thursday, June 4th. Defense Secretary Mark T. Esper initially tried to send home a small portion of the 1,600 active-duty troops on Wednesday. Now, I can't prove what I'm about to say, but it is my belief that Mark Esper was actually cooperating in the coup d'etat. Now, I can't prove that, but let's put it this way. If I was in his position, I would have said not only 1,600, but how about 1,700? So in that he tried to remove the protection of our president puts him in the wrong position at the very least. Let's go on, though. Only to have Mr. Trump order him to reverse course during an angry meeting. The president finally acquiesced on Thursday, according to the administration official, who asked not to be named. But Mr. Esper ordered 700 airborne soldiers to head back to Fort Bragg. The remaining 900 soldiers could withdraw. More than 2,000 National Guard forces remain in Washington, a number set to climb to 4,500. The government fortified the square, adding concrete barriers behind chain link fences installed earlier in the week and extending the fences further around the White House. That's Thursday. Now, it gets real serious the next day. So now this is Friday, as in this past Friday night. President Trump saved America, in my opinion. After a news conference, 
He walked to St. Joseph Church, a block away from the White House. He stood in front of the St. Joseph Church. He held up the Bible. He held it over his head. I believe that event saved America. I believe President Trump lifting the Bible moved the hand of God to once again give America a little more time. Again, to stop a coup d'etat that was going to take place in 24 hours. It was, it was already in progress. And in the process of walking to the St. Joseph Church, they had to push the, quote, peaceful, not peaceful, but the peaceful protesters back another block. Well, when they pushed them back, guess what they found? They found that these, quote, peaceful protesters protesting at the White House were not peaceful, but instead they had not just prepositioned rocks and bricks, but they had prepositioned weapons. Now, there's not a newspaper that tells you what the weapons are, but my guess is that's right. They were AK-47s. I don't know this, but if you put two and two together, it's probably a good assumption. Probably what happened is when they made the protesters pull back quickly, they had to leave those AK-47s stuck in trees and bushes and stuff like that. And they discovered what was about to happen. (coughs) By taking the Bible, I believe it was revealed that if he didn't already know about the invasion, by lifting the word of God, God showed him that there is about to be an invasion. Then about six hours after that, uh, correction, on the uh, day before that, on, on June the 4th, let me get my dates right here. Okay, on June the 4th, lightning struck the Washington Monument. Okay, now, what does that mean? Well, the Washington Monument is a phallic symbol, or the male member, the male sex member. And it is another symbol, of course, Moloch and Baal, and child sacrifice and sex trafficking and just filth, filth, filth. And if anybody ever asks me, I'd say pull it down. Pull it down, break it in pieces. All right, we're still talking about Friday night. Now President Trump has called in the 1600 U.S. military fully armed to protect the House, the White House. But Friday night, the D.C. mayor tells Trump to remove 1,200 of the federal law enforcement military from the city. As George Floyd protests, protests continue. A local hotel housing the soldiers kicked the soldiers out of the hotel, saying that the Army doesn't have the money to pay the hotel bill. Really? Okay, what's really going on? This is three attempts to try to remove the military that is protecting the White House. What's going on? They're planning a coup d'etat, my brothers and sisters. Let's go on. Several more military generals resigned at the fact that President Trump had called the military in to protect the White House. Mark Esper, the Secretary of Defense, had stated that he was against using the military against American citizens. Well, my opinion, I don't care what citizen they are. If they're going to come against the White House, they deserve the bullets that's going to hit them. Absolutely. But looking back now, it may be and probably was actually part of the overthrow, the planned overthrow of President Trump to take now listen to this listen 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 this is important oh, oh here let me before I before I before I lose this piece of information you may be saying okay so if they storm the White House how could that cause America to fall if they storm the White how could they take over the country by storming the White House even if they get up to the president 
well, I'll tell you, they weren't after just President Trump. They were after the nuclear football. Nuclear football, you, you remember what that is. You've seen movies like I have. Oh, you're talking about the black suitcase that controls all of the America's nuclear weapons, both at sea and also on land. That's correct. They get a hold of the nuclear football. They get a hold of the launch codes and that nuclear football, and they then can blackmail America to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, I kind of let the cat out of the bag, but let's keep going. There's more. Then, according to BenjaminFulford.net, the forces of life. By the way, uh, Shannon, is this good so far? Brother, this is right on target. And let me say, I believe Mark Esper is compromised, as yeah. are many in the Pentagon. How dare they make some of the remarks they are making, and they're supposed to serve the commander-in-chief. Yeah. Back to you. Well, we're going to, one of these days, when Jesus returns, we're going to get to see everything that's not covered by a garment. Okay, so according to BenjaminFulford.net, the forces of light scored a huge the forces of light scored a huge victory against the Khazarian Satanists as their long-planned 06-06-2020 offensive was stopped dead in its tract. Multiple sources agree. Instead of massive bloodshed involving armed demonstrators, parenthesis, million-man occupation of the White House, and the U.S. military, there was a small, peaceful march against racism. This was, well, the, 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 there's more coming. Hang on. This was because the armed saboteurs and the financial backers were all rounded up before their planned climax of mayhem, Pentagon sources say. Even those of us who are not religious, this is him speaking, took note that very unusual lightning struck the Washington Memorial immediately before the 6-6 offensive fizzled out. Now, let me tell you what I think that is. I think that that is God sending a message saying, America, this was my hand. I gave you more time. I gave you another chance. I gave you the victory in an onslaught, an attack, a coup d'etat you did not even know was coming. It was my hand that started this nation. It will be my hand that take this nation down. And I just gave you more time. I believe we should praise God for what he just did. The plan that was stopped, parenthesis, with divine intervention, in my opinion, aimed to use massive bloodshed to replace the Republic of the United States. I'll read that again. The plan was stopped, was aimed to use massive bloodshed to replace the Republic of the United States with a draconian totalitarian government. As Rothschild frontman George Soros told Build Magazine in September 2014, quote, I'm going to bring down the United States by funding black hate groups. We'll put them up into a mental trap and make them blame white people. The black community is the easiest to manipulate. He goes on to say, the U.S. military intelligence says the rioting was stopped, but only after a thousand armed looters were shot. I'll read that again. U.S. military intelligence says the rioting, now we're talking about the rioting, we're talking about the coup d'etat against President Trump and the White House, was stopped, but only after a thousand armed looters were shot. In addition, U.S. and Russian special forces teams went around hunting down, went around hunting down 
went around hunting down and killing the financiers and the Khazarian agents stoking the flames. Hang on, hang on. What's he talking about? Okay, so let me intervene here just a little bit. November 3rd of 2017, there was a fellow hired by the name of John Huber. He's the uh, an attorney general out of Utah. Three days later, all of a sudden, sealed indictments started getting filed. And, of course, everybody was being told about Mueller and his big investigation. And then the other guy, the, uh, the, the inspector general, and that went no place. And now they're talking about uh, John, uh, 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 the other guy that's uh, – uh, uh, John is another guy. The, the other guy with the big mustache. He's doing the the, the investigation. He's John he's not, he's doing a little, but the one that has filed the hundred seventy six thousand one hundred thirty six sealed indictments. That's John Huber. Oh yeah. He hired three hundred and seventy dogged investigators, and these guys have not only been filing the arrest warrants or the the sealed indictments, but according to other sources, there have been some twenty seven thousand of them already arrested. Okay, let's go on. I'll reread the last sentence. U.S. and Russian special forces teams went around hunting down and killing the financiers and Kazarian agents stoking the flames. Also, on June the 5th, U.S. military White Hats found, listen carefully, found, listen carefully, found and disarmed three nuclear devices. Shannon, do you recall... I wow. came on several months ago, and I talked about suitcase nuclear bombs. Did yes, I not? Yes, you did. You sure did. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I mean, we've been talking about this. Okay, so this confirms that that's right. White Hats found and disarmed three nuclear devices. Okay, hold, hold on. Hang on. Let's think about that. So these people attacking the White House were not peaceful protesters. And they didn't just have AK-47s. They had nuclear devices, three of them. Okay, why would you want a nuclear device if you're trying to attack the White House and get the nuclear football? Because obviously somebody in the inside had told them that there are several doors, of which I don't know, I haven't been there. But there's probably some doors and some kind of nuclear basement that the president can get to. And they had the three nuclear devices because they were planning on setting them off. They didn't care who they hurt, who they killed, but they were getting to that football. Yeah, they'd like to get Trump, but even more, they want that nuclear football. If they have the launch codes, if they have that black suitcase, they have America by the throat. They can blackmail us, and they will tell us what we will and what we will not do, and we will say, yes, sir. We will click at the heels, bend at the waist, and we will do what we are told. That's how close our nation was to falling. Repeat the sentence. June the 5th, U.S. military White House found and disarmed three nuclear devices and seized countless pipe bombs and arrested two snipers, according to NSA sources. Does that sound like an internal revolution to you folks? I think it, sure it does. does. In any case, Trump's attempt... To use the military to shoot down civilians caused a long overdue Pentagon revolt against his rule. The 11 retired four-star generals who criticized Trump for using the military to suppress protests were retaking the Trump presidency. What? Let me read it again. The 11 retired four-star generals 
who criticized Trump for using the military to suppress protests were actually retaking the Trump presidency. In other words, the way he's saying this is he's saying these 11 retired four-star generals were actually complicit in a coup d'etat to take over the White House, who knows what they'd have done with Trump, and to get the nuclear football, the launch codes, and blackmail America. Now, before I read this next paragraph, because it has some very, very important information that I cannot talk about, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. I'm not going to make any comment on it. If some of you know what I'm talking about, then good for you. If you don't, sad for you. Here's the disclaimer. Or actually, here's the, that's the, the disclaimer is I'm not going to say any comment and I'm not saying this. This is all from Benjamin Fulford. Finally, there is a meeting scheduled this week between representatives of Eastern and Western secret societies aimed at finalizing the current, the global currency reset. And read that again. I stumbled. Aimed at finalizing the global currency reset. If the meeting goes well, virtually unlimited funding will be made available for ending poverty stopping environmental destruction, and promoting human colonization of the universe. However, there is unlikely to be any immediate announcement, even if the agreement is reached. This is because a lot of technical work will need to be done to turn an agreement into principle, into reality on the ground. Remember, the goal is not to, quote, get the bad guys, but to save the planet and start a new age, unquote. Now, if you recall, I believe I talked about the quantum financial system that was reported by FinalWakeUpCall.info. And he said that we're bringing in a new financial system. He said that what we're doing is kicking out the old financial system and bringing in a new financial system. Well, here's the way we say this. We're, what they're doing, what he said, is we're kicking out the Khazarian mafia, the deep state, these Moloch, these ball worshipers that have controlled our financial system for over 300 years. They're kicking them out, and they're building a new financial system, so finalwakeupcallinfo.com says, or .info. Now, why is that important? Because these are the guys, they tried to take out Trump. First, they tried to take him out by spying on him. You see, because their hearts are evil and dark and filthy. And they don't believe that a person can live a righteous life. So they wanted to spy on Trump and his campaign because they thought that it would just be a matter of time before they could find some dirt, put it into their media that they own and control and work with them, and to ruin his campaign and his chances to be president. That was their first plan. But they didn't find any dirt on him. So then he became president. So then they cooked up the Mueller investigation, which looked under every fingernail of not just him, but all of his family, all of the people they could. Why? Because they were looking for dirt. Because, again, they don't believe a person can live a righteous life, but they didn't find any. So then they come along and they listen to this conversation between President Trump and the president of Ukraine. Why? Because they're trying to find some dirt. Oh, and then we talk about the dirty dossier, the Russian dossier. Well, they couldn't find any dirt on Trump, so they thought they would use the dossier to throw it at him and rub it on him. And that didn't work. It all bounced off like Teflon. Okay, so then all of their plan up to this point hasn't worked. Then they come out with the COVID-19. It was all a setup. 
But why was it a setup? Well, for lots of reasons I'm not going to go into tonight, but one of the big advantages is it gave people a reason to wear a face mask. Now, you remember the old Westerns, the guy that would go in and rob the bank always had a a, 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 a mask over his nose and his mouth so that he couldn't be detected. Okay, so then they come along with the protesters over the George Floyd thing, which I think was a setup too. And all of a sudden, law enforcement can't say you got to remove that mask. It would be really nice if they could say, well, you can show up peacefully, but you can't wear a mask. But they can't do that now because of the COVID-19 virus. Okay, so now it gives all of the people the excuse, the reason to hide their face. Now let's go to what Hal Turner says, June 5, 2020. Headline, coup d'etat against President Trump this weekend, question mark. Well, I'm not going to put a question mark. I'm going to put an exclamation mark. In other words, there was a coup d'etat. Intelligence source. See, this is the advantage of, of having Bible prophecy and knowing, I mean, knowing what the prophets say. Because I, I, for, for 33 years, I've been watching for an internal revolution. I believe that God arranged to open my eyes and to show me the fulfillment of it. Let's go on. Intelligence sources are saying the move by the mayor of Washington, D.C. to, quote, order National Guard troops out of her city, paired with Pentagon's move to disarm troops remaining in the city, parenthesis, and doing what that without White House approval. Just hours before one million, quote, Black Lives Matter and, quote, Antifa militants roll into the nation's capital are signs that a possible coup d'etat may be coming. Again, this was Jude 5th. Something very dangerous is up. Groups such as Black Lives Matter and Tifa are openly claiming they are going to mobilize a over million protesters in Washington, D.C. this weekend. If that's the case, he says, we know it now was the case. Then why is a mayor of Washington, D.C. ordering National Guard troops out of the city? And worse, why is the Pentagon ordering any troops who remain to be not using firearms. According to several intel sources, the action by Washington, D.C.'s mayor to have the world, the word Black Lives Matter painted on the street in yellow, which leads to the White House, is sort of an announcement to President Trump that they are coming for him. Well, let me say something about that. I think it was going to be their victory flag. They just like Hillary never thought she would lose. They never thought that they would lose this taking the White House. They were actually painting their victory on the street before they got there. Okay, so let's go on. Now, let me interrupt uh, what we're saying here for just a moment. Another thing I'm about to show you in just a second, all of the traffic cameras were turned off. Now, we're going to go back to Hal Turner. He says, why was the command and control plane circling near D.C.? The, quote, color revolution and, quote, peaceful protest tactics that were used by Obama and his neocon handlers to overthrow Yukonovich of Ukraine, as well as Mubarak in Egypt, Gaddafi in Libya during the, quote, Arab Spring, have been retasked and are now being used by the very same deep state overthrow Trump now that they had realized that the corona hoax did not have the desired effect of causing Trump to resign or be impeached. Every communist overthrow in history has always been preceded by violent street riots and demonization of the legitimate authorities and law enforcement by media sympathetic to, quote, the cause. It's exactly 
what we are seeing playing out in real time now. And much of the muscle for these communist overthrows and recent neocon overthrows of foreign heads of state in places like Libya, Ukraine, Egypt, comes from violent protesters who are released under some false pretext. In the case of the ongoing communist overthrow of America, these prisoners were released under the false pretext of a corona hoax. The entire corona hoax itself was necessary before the street riots could get underway. The purpose of the corona hoax was to get law-abiding Americans under voluntary house arrest, huddled in fear in their homes, submissive to every proclamation from the TV, and to soften up law enforcement and legitimate authorities for stage two. Stage two being violent street riots. So, let's go to the next. This is Hal Turner also. Headline. All traffic cams in Washington, D.C. just went offline. When did they go offline? Would you like to guess? That's right. Saturday night. Wow. During the coup. Why would they turn off all of the cameras for all of the traffic lights all around Washington, D.C.? Why would they do that? Well, perhaps is because they didn't want anyone to be able to see that these peaceful protesters all had AK-47s and three nuclear bombs along with pipes and snipers and everything else. Now, perhaps they were trying not to give Trump warning that the attack was coming on the White House. Also, in addition to the traffic cams, all police scanners all of a sudden went offline in Washington, D.C. And you know what a police scanner is. That's so that you can scan and hear what the police are saying. In other words, they basically shut down all communications. And in any kind of a surprise attack, that's the first thing you do is knock out communications. It gets worse. Headline. Still from Hal Turner. It says, Boeing E-6B Takamo aircraft flying interesting pattern this evening. We're still Saturday night. It goes on to say the Boeing E-6 Mercury is an airborne command post and communications relay based upon this other Boeing whatever. And it conveys instructions from the National Command Authority to fleet ballistic missile submarines and Minuteman ICBMs using the airborne launch control system, providing command and control of U.S. nuclear forces, U.S. nuclear forces, U.S. nuclear forces that should be ground-based control become inoperable. Let me read that again. That's really important. The Boeing E-6 Mercury is an airborne command post and communications relay that conveys instructions from the National Command Authority to fleet ballistic missile submarines and Minuteman ICBMs using the airborne launch control system, providing command and control of U.S. nuclear forces, listen, 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 should ground-based control become inoperable. Tell you what I think. I think it was up there because they had full intention of getting a hold of that nuclear football and they had full attention, intention, if they had to, to send out some launch codes and perhaps even launch a nuke or two, but definitely to threaten. So the question remains, was President Trump possibly going to launch a nuclear strike on somebody? No, no, no. The plan was to storm the White House, 
and take control of the nuclear weapons. Did you get that? I believe the plan was to storm the White House, take control of the nuclear suitcase capable of launching our nuclear weapons, and thus take control of America. They get their hands on the launch codes. They get their hands on the nuclear football, and it has to always be in the presence of the president. It was there. All of a sudden, we will click at the heels, bow at the waist. We will get on the knees, and we will do anything the evil elite tell us to do if they have the launch codes and that football. Ask Leslie. So Dimitri's prophecy, when it said it will start with an internal revolution, do you think that the seven signs, the internal revelation, revolution could be first rather than last? And she said, yes. Okay, so now I'm proclaiming that the internal revolution started Saturday night, D-Day anniversary, 6-6-2020, with the deep state anarchists, which were supposed to have stormed the White House and taken control of the nuclear suitcase and reclaimed America for themselves. Really? Well, there was a confirmed attempt to take over the White House with the Boeing E-6 Mercury and this airborne command post and communications relay flying just outside of Washington, D.C. The threat? It was real, brothers and sisters. The lightning strike to the Washington Monument, the phallic symbol of the Illuminati, is a confirmation God hit the Illuminati. God gave America another great victory. If not, our nation could be in the phases of whatever the Illuminati wanted to do. It would all have been gone. All of this nation, all of our great things, this nation would have been gone. January 22, 2006. Let me refresh your memory. The Lord spoke audibly to my wife, Prophet Leslie Johnson, and gave her seven warnings, seven signs to watch for. Now, this was the order she heard them, but this is not necessarily the order that they will be fulfilled. She heard Israel refuses help to America. She heard that in an audible voice. The other ones, he spoke to her heart. Now, believe me, there's not much difference between hearing the audible voice and when he speaks to your heart. If God wants to talk to you, you will know God is talking to you. Israel refuses help to America. Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Catastrophe hits America. One of America's greatest times of need. Israel has attacked America since troops. Chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. Then she said, then I heard your voice, quoting Dimitri Dudeman, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution. Well, all of these years, these 33 years, for somehow I hadn't seen the understanding of two words. I hadn't understand, I, I didn't understand the word start, and I didn't understand the word revolution. Revolution means that there is going to be a change in the government, and they were certainly trying to do that. So you would say that, yeah, there was an internal revolution. wasn't successful, but there was certainly an internal revolution. But the prophecy says it will start. Now, is that saying that the first thing to happen would be the start of the internal revolution, and then the other six newspaper headlines would follow? Well, if that's true, then we would start seeing something going on with Israel and splitting Israel and those sort of things. Now, hang on to that thought. More is coming. Terry Bennett prophesied back in 2010. He said that the angel Gabriel came and showed him many things of the future. This is just part of it.
He said there's going to be a time of dramatic changes in governments around the world, great political turmoil and wars. What the United States is going to go through is civil conflict, civil war, then invasion. In the governmental arena, we will go through a dramatic change in our government. Shannon, I know you remember me reading this just a few months ago. Yes, sir. A dramatic change in our government, and there will be a time of anarchy and chaos. That's where we are this past week. For a while, we'll have a fractional government, which means basically our government come down to the state level because the military has to step in and seize control of our federal government. Brothers and sisters, that just happened Saturday night. You'd call it a coup. Yep, that's right. You'd call it a coup. But in all honesty, it will be to help our nation. This is why the military will step in. Lawlessness, chaos was shown to me, and civil unrest. Okay, listen to those words. Anarchy, chaos, lawlessness, civil unrest. But let's go on. When the checks from our government stop coming to the people, the chaos will ensue, he says. We're going to see a major change in our government. Now, let's summarize what I've talked about so far because I'm about to dig into something deeper. So the summary is D-Day, June 6, 2020, a coup d'etat, the attempted overthrow of the American government and our President Trump. The plan was Saturday night, the internal revolution started by the communists would storm the White House, overthrow Donald Trump and get the nuclear football. America has had a soft coup with the spying on his campaign to find dirt in his election, a three-year Mueller report to find dirt, and, of course, the dirty dossier, the phone call to the Ukrainian president, the George Floyd uh, setup to cause the, and bring millions of protesters or armed communists to Washington, D.C. to overthrow the government. Trump brings in 1,600 military to protect the White House. Esper disarms them. The mayor kicks them out of the hotels. A plane plane flying just offshore is used to launch American nuclear weapons. America has had now three soft coups and one hard coup. It appears the plan was that on D-Day, Trump would be overtaken, nuclear codes compromised, given to the Khazaria Mafia. Now what is happening? Now we're seeing police departments across America are being defunded and destroyed. Now, I believe that this is a fulfillment of Revelation 18. The angel that spoke to Dimitri said, Revelation 18 is talking about America, the whole chapter. Let me read just part of it. And after these things, I saw an angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, that's America, Babylon the Great has fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. If you look into the churches, you don't see that. But if you look into the streets over the last ten days, that's exactly what you see. You see the most filthy, perverse words on the signs. You see people around us that can't say more than two sentences without some kind of profanity coming out of their mouth. They don't have a clean heart anymore. Okay. Now let me take a second. And first, I'm going to come back and talk about the police departments. Let me take a second and tell you what I think you should do. And that is, I have some books. 
Oh, you just came on to sell books. Well, you know, I got other things to do and sell books. I'm here because I think you need to have some information that I have. So let's back up. And I've asked you this question before. I'll ask it again. So what would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Well, if you listen to this program, hopefully you'd say, yeah, I'd tell them. Okay. So what is the most important thing in the world? Well, the most important thing to do, obviously, is to receive Jesus. But the most important thing not to do is do not take the mark of the beast. Because those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but instead they get eternal torment in hell, Revelation 14, 9 to 11. You see, after Jesus has returned, all time has been concluded, all history, it's all done, it's all said and done. There's only three groups of people. Those people whose name is in the book of life, who live forever. Those people who is not in the book of life, who are tossed into the lake of fire, which is body and soul death. Those people who worship the beast's image, receive his mark, name, or number. Those people, oh, that's different. They're tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone, all right, but they don't get soul death. They're tormented day and night forever. In other words, if you take the mark of the beast and you're going to have the opportunity, you take that mark of the beast, you can cut your hand off, chisel it off your forehead, but you will not go to heaven. Revelation 20:14 says, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, soul death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, meaning the soul can and will die. That's what's called the second death. The first death is, is body death. The next one is soul death. Revelation 14, 9 says, If any man worship the beast or his image, or receive his mark in the forehead or in his hand, the same should be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. Here it is. And the smoke of the torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. In other words, they don't get soul death. You take that mark of the beast, your son, daughter, brother, sister, co-worker, your friend, they take that mark of the beast. Let me just tell you, it's coming. See, the devil's had 6,000 years to prepare. He, he gets down here for seven years, but he only gets to reign for three and a half years. He's smarter than any human that has ever lived, save Jesus, obviously. So do you think it's possible that for 6,000 years he has got plans set in place so good, so deceptive that it would deceive, if it were possible, the very elect? As in me and you. See, he's not coming for the Muslims. He's got them. He's not coming for the Buddhists. He's not coming for the atheists. He's got them. He's coming for me and you, brothers and sisters. He wants to see God's people turn and take his mark, bend the knee. Which, by the way, if you notice, you just saw Nancy Pelosi and a lot of the Democrats bend the knee. Yeah, they better get used to bending the knee because they're going to be the first ones to bend the knee to the beast. Okay, so... Let me skip on here. <clears throat> so what do you do? How do you tell the people not to take the mark of the beast? Well, good luck. That's pretty tough. Pretty tough to talk about. But the simple way is to get this book I wrote called Miss the Mark. Not complicated. Simple. Thin book. Looks easy to read. We specifically use double column and very thin paper. We want it to look thin. We want them to say, oh, I can read that little book. Because they read this book, they'll never take that mark of the beast. 
So here's the way we work this. We want to get as many copies out as is possible. Not about making money, about winning souls. So we offer it this way. At prophecyclub.com, you can get one for 20, but don't do that. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One set of 10, 30 bucks. Two sets, 45. Four sets, 70 at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. Next thing. You're going to be an answer to a lot of people. When these things start hitting, people's eyes are going to start looking upward. And they're going to start asking about God. They're going to start asking about Bible prophecy. And since they know you to be a Christian, guess what? A lot of them can be knocking on your door saying, can you explain what's going on? You want to be able to say, yes, sir. Let me explain. That's where the next book comes in. So the story on this book was, you see, the book of Revelation is actually hard to understand because the events in it are not put in proper order. It's it's a common complaint. They're scattered all over the place. So in order to get it, you got to get my book. You got It's the key to understanding Revelation. So what happened was 2017, just a little project, I decided I was going to memorize the book of Revelation. Didn't think anything special was going to happen. Matter of fact, I didn't even start Revelation 1-1 because it looked too complicated. I started Revelation 1-8 because the first seven verses, just I didn't think I could memorize them. Well, I did go back and memorize them. But what happened was, to my surprise, God started helping me. He started giving me 30, he gave me 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice. And in one of the visions, he showed me two books. And these two books were connected by a yellow time tunnel about the size of like a stick of butter. And in an instant, I mean faster than you can blink a lie and blink your eye, all of a sudden, he showed me that the word first fruits is actually a secret door that links the feasts of Leviticus to the prophecies of Revelation. And for the first time, Revelation can be understood in the correct chronological order. The back flap of the book is two large prophecy charts that actually put the events of Revelation in correct, proper order. And so far, we sold about 15,000 of these books. I have not got one email that said I'm wrong. No one has said, oh, I already knew what was in this book. This is all new revelation. I promise you do not know what's in this book. You have not got these revelations. It's not because I'm special. I think it's because you're special, because you are about to be a tribulation saint. You are about to be given the opportunity to either be an overcomer and refuse the mark of the beast, or you will take the mark of the beast and be tossed into the lake that burns the fire and brimstone. And I believe God has sent this to you because he wants to bless you by giving you souls in eternity. A prophecy said, you have a gift of revelation. Yeah, actually, that's not the one. Here's the other prophecy. There's a lock that I put over a word in the book of Revelation. I'm going to open it to you. And we'll turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. You get this at prophecyclub.com. One for 20, but don't do that either. We offer this one in sets, shrink wrap sets of five. Five for 30, 10 for 55. Five for 30, 10 for 55 at prophecyclub.com. Now, one more, and then this is just going to be a quick one. Many people have heard me make radio programs over the years, and they hear me quote people like Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Griever, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maurice Clark, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, and they say, 
where, where, where do, how do I get that text? How do I get copies of those? Well, now, as of a week ago, a new book just arrived at Prophecy Club, and it's called God's Warnings to America, and that's what it has in it. It has Dimitri Dudeman, his testimony, all of his dreams and visions, all this stuff I've been reading, everything. It's all in this book. Same thing, one for 20, but don't do that. We offer these in shrink wrap sets of five. Five for 30, 10 for 55. So that's three books I recommend you get at prophecyclub.com. God's Warnings to America, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, and Miss the Mark. All right, now, told you we talk about the... Uh, uh, the, the police department. So now let's go to that. June 7th, HalTurnerRadioShow.com. Headline, Minneapolis City Council announces intent to disband police department. Minneapolis City Council announces the intent, the intent to disband, disband the police department. Nine of the 12 Minneapolis City Council members announced their intent to disband. It's clear that our existing system of policing and public safety isn't working for so many of our neighbors. Okay, so what are they saying when they're saying it isn't working? You remember what the Bible said, Revelation 18, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, has become the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. But she has fallen. When our police system fails, I'm not saying this, this is in the newspaper article. It says our efforts at incremental reform have failed. It says that our existing system of policing and public safety isn't working. Look, when the policing, when the ability to put down crime across the nation starts disappearing, that society has fallen. It goes on to say we're going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department, pledging to dramatically rethink the city's emergency response. We're going to dismantle, we're, we, and we are done. We're simply going to glue it back together. We're going to dramatically rethink the MPD's lengthy track record of misconduct, decades of history-long violence. I'll skip part of that. For example, they say, in 2019, Minneapolis police only cleared 50%, 56% of its murders, 22% of its rapes, that's Four out of every five rapes go unsolved, even worse. Recently, they discovered 1,700 untested rape kits spanning back 30 years, which officials said had been misplaced. You know what that means? They were letting their women be raped and doing nothing about it. His fallen is fallen, has become the habitation of devils. Now let's go on to the next one. Headline, Hal Turner again. June 7th, shakeup in the NYPD police, police commissioner out, numerous chief moved, 800 cops quit so far. So it goes on to say, it gives some names here I'm going to skip. It says the NYPD commissioner and chief, depart, or chief of department are resigning. The NYPD commissioner and the chief of department are resigning. Did you hear that? And between 300 to 800 officers are retiring immediately because of this. Word in police circles is that over 10,000 police officers are working up their resumes, planning to leave the department as fast as possible. The New York City government is collapsing. Babylon has fallen, has fallen, you see. It gets worse. 
Business execs are so furious about the rioting damage, the refusal of the Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance to prosecute the rioters and the intentional concealment of the scope of the damage by politically protective mass media and businesses are looking to halt any reopening and simply to move out of the city. Did you catch that? Meaning thousands of businesses are considering permanent closure. It gets worse. Real estate owners who are already delinquent on their commercial mortgages are saying we're simply going to walk away. We're going to walk away from our properties. Owners are citing riot damage, hostile population that does not obey the law, high taxes, poor police protection, totally corrupt city government. It gets worse. Hal Turner again, headline. Here it comes. Owner of Minneapolis manufacturing plant to move out of city, June 9th. The owner of a Minneapolis-based manufacturing plant decided to move his company out of the city after riders burned his business down. This decision will likely be widely repeated by other business owners who see the ugly reality leaving Minneapolis a ghost town with no jobs. Well, let me just tell you, it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out this is not going to happen just in Minneapolis. Did you know that there are over 76 cities that had riots. The, the, uh, the, the, the National Guard had to be called in like 26 of them. Let's go on. The owner of Seven Sigma, that's this business, said he can't trust the public officials who allowed his plant to burn to the ground during the riots. He said he left the space program in 1969 with a deep understanding of machines, processes, and the role of each component in the performance of a total system. His products include a torso airway trainer, airway assembly, burning victims components, face skins. In other words, he helps the medical industry to be able to do things like trachea or uh, putting putting the the hose down your throat, things like that. It's gone. But it's not just his business. It's many businesses, and they're simply leaving these areas. He goes on to say, they don't care about my business. They didn't protect our people. We were all on our own. The fire engine was just sitting there. There, They wouldn't do anything. It's frustrating. A $30 million midtown corner affordable housing apartment complex burned to the ground next door. Democrat governor allowed rioters, looters to destroy the businesses. They're disbanding the police department. I'm saying, brothers and sisters, the Babylon has fallen, has fallen. America as a nation is over. Stick a fork in her. She's done. It's just a matter of a few months to a year or two. Again, I'm not setting a date. I'm not setting a date. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to be able to figure out. We don't have long. Associated Press headline. Vladimir Putin endorses new nuclear doctrine allowing for first strike. Listen, I'll read it again. You talk about important? This fits in perfectly. Vladimir Putin endorses nuclear doctrine, allowing for first strike. Brothers, this is Associated Press. Yeah, this is it's for real. June 2, 2020. June 2. Hmm. Wow, that was right in the middle of all of this George Floyd stuff, all these riots. Well, here's what happened. It didn't, it didn't sneak by a lot of us. Some of us caught it. So President Vladimir Putin has now endorsed Russia's new nuclear deterrent policy, which now allows him to use atomic weapons. Did you catch that? 
which now allows him to use atomic weapons in response to a conventional strike. See, it used to be they they had in their, their laws that they could only use atomic weapons when atomic weapons were used on them. Oh, they've changed it. Let's go on. Allows him to use atomic weapons in response to a conventional strike, targeting the nation's critical government and military infrastructure. Well, if it stopped there, that's bad enough, but it didn't stop there. Including a non-nuclear attack as a possible trigger for Russian nuclear retaliation. The document appears to send a warning signal to the U.S., the new expanded wording reflects Russian concerns about the development of prospective weapons that could give Washington the capability to knock out key military assets and governmental, fili- uh, governmental facilities without restoring, re- excuse me, without resorting to atomic weapons. Okay, so what they're saying is we used to have to wait until we were hit with an atomic weapon to use one. No, 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 no. You hit us even with any kind of an explosion, and if we're threatened, we're going to use our nukes. Well, why is that important? Because the prophecy said the fall of America would start with an internal revolution. Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico would attack in a surprise nuclear attack from the oceans. Let's go on to the article. In line with Russian military doctrine, the new document affirms that the country could. I'll read it again. The new document reaffirms that the country could use nuclear weapons in response to a non-nuclear attack or aggression, a non-nuclear attack or aggression involving conventional weapons that, quote, threatens the very existence of the state. What does the prophecy say? Let's back up. Let's look at that. Remember what Leslie was told? The seven headlines. Israel refuses help to America. uh, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Catastrophe hits America. One of America's greatest times of need. Here it is. Israel is attacked. America sends troops. My opinion, I think that what starts World War III is when Israel is attacked, America sends troops. But they weren't thinking about Russia's reaction. Well, why would Russia be concerned about Israel? Well, see, Russia has troops. And, of course, now she has big bases in Syria, which is right next door. So, I believe what Russia is going to do is they're going to say, hey, wait a minute. This is threatening Russia. We should attack right now because America is sending troops in to protect Israel. Now, when who are the nations that are going to be attacking Israel? Well, basically all of the nations around Israel. Do you think one of those is going to be Syria? I do. Okay, so Syria attacks Israel. Why? Because first the internal revolutions has started, then Israel refuses to help America. There's a big catastrophe, probably. It could be the suitcase nukes, or it could be some kind of a big earthquake up the center of America, splitting America from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. At any rate, uh, America is just almost destroyed. Then Israel is attacked because the Arab nations around her says, hey, hey, I see an opportunity here. America's on her knees. Hey, let's go over and attack Israel. So the Arabs attack Israel. One of those nations being Syria, we send troops. Russia says, hey, that is an attack on one of our allies. All of a sudden, they pull out the nukes and a surprise nuclear attack. You see how this fits together? Ah, Conspiratorial prophecy mind that I have. Okay, let's go on. So when Israel is attacked, America sends troops back to the Vladimir Putin 
article. The policy now also offers a detailed description of situations that could trigger the use of nuclear weapons. They include the use of nuclear weapons or other 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 weapons of mass destruction against Russia. In other words, you attack Russia, you bother Russia. It's like if you walk – it used to be you had to, to pick up a stick and hit the hornet's nest. Now what they're saying, you just walk by the hornet's nest and we're going to launch nuclear weapons. That's what they're saying. Okay, enough of that. Let's go on to the next article. We got lots of them. Jer- Jerusalem Post, June 9th, 2020. See, the very thing that will tell us that it's getting real close is when Israel gets close to splitting. Let me tell you about that. So I guess it was February 2014. Prophecy Club invited Prophet Ephraim Rodriguez. He has uh, been shown a, a vision that a large meteor would hit near Mona Island, which was just west of Puerto Rico, causing a tsunami a thousand foot high at Puerto Rico. But will go up the eastern seaboard anywhere from 200 to 400 foot high. And when it hits the eastern seaboard of America, it will go inland from 20 to 100 miles. But where it hits this meteor, it hits an earthquake fault running up the Mississippi River Valley to the Great Lakes, splitting America from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. Much of the west coast from California all the way up into Alaska falls into the ocean. Well... If just one person is saying this, then go back to sleep. So I thought, all right, let's see if anybody else has seen this. So I did a little research on the Internet. Guess what I found? I found so much information that, first of all, Prophet Evan Rodriguez's video is available at prophecyclub.com, or you can watch instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. It's called Catastrophe, Meteor, Tsunami, and Earthquake. So I made another DVD called Meteor, the Destruction of America because – I found six people that said a large meteor would hit near Puerto Rico. Uh, that's pretty specific. And four people saw that a tsunami would hit the east coast of the United States. Six people saw that America splits into pieces. Three people saw that large chunks of California fall into the ocean. Here it is. But nine people, now they count up to 12, that America is split because she split Israel. Now the next article. Headline, Palestinian Prime Minister will declare state on 67 lines if Israel annexes West Bank. Now, here's what it's about to say. Israel, they say, is going to start the annexation or basically taking over some of the Palestinian land as of July 1. Why? Because of the deal of the century that President Trump has come up with. In other words, America headed by Donald Trump, is in the process of splitting Israel. We split Israel, God is going to split America. And that is all part of the fall of America. Let's go on to the article. It says, if Israel annexes part of the West Bank on July 1, the Palestinian Authority will declare a Palestinian state. Did you hear that? If Israel annexes part of West Bank on July 1, the Palestinian Authority will declare a Palestinian state based upon the armistice lines from before 1967 war. Meaning, July 1, yeah, like in three weeks from now, we could see a Palestinian state. Why is that important? Because that's one of the headlines Leslie was shown. She was shown Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Now, we don't know what Omer is. We don't know if that's the 49 days, the counting of the Omer. 
We don't know if that's Ehud Omer. We don't know. But when we see the headline that says Palestinians have been given a state, stick a fork in America. Now, the of the seven signs, I'm saying one sign has already been fulfilled. And we could see here by July 1, the second sign, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. All of a sudden, we have two of the seven signs, and America is rapidly heading toward destruction. Let's go on with the article. If Israel annexes part of the West Bank on July 1, the Palestinian Authority will declare a Palestinian state based upon the armistice lines from before 1967 Six-Day War and call on the international community to recognize it. Palestinian Authority Prime Minister warned on Tuesday. He said he would expect the International Front to impose sanctions on Israel if such a move was made. Quote, we're facing the moment of truth. Nowhere on earth can we live with this annexation. If Israel goes to annexation, it is a different day for us. Annexation is an essential threat to our future. Annexation is the erosion of a future Palestinian state. And the world has to choose between international law and annexation. I'm sure the international community will choose international law. Skipping. The first dimension of annexation was taken on April 20th when Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and alternate Prime Minister signed an agreement that states that the country has a right to annex West Bank land. The agreement was then based upon support by the, here it is, here it is, by the United States and its, quote, deal of the century peace plan, which U.S. President Donald Trump rolled out at the end of January and allows for Israel to annex some 30 percent of the West Bank. What's this saying? It's saying the split of Israel may be very close. I don't think it would have happened if Trump had not walked to that St. Joseph Church and held up that Bible. I think we would be living in a different world today. I think because he did that, he lifted up the name of Jesus. He lifted up the word of God, and God delivered America one more time. He didn't say anything. He just lifted it up. By the way, I've got the next thing to talk about. Oh, yes. I'm going to stop right there in my rant because I'm very passionate about this. I'm going to tell you what I think that people should do to actually um, survive this thing. In other words, a lot of people say, you know, like, where do I move? You know, what's the city of refuge? What do I do when all this stuff is going to happen? I'm going to answer that in just a minute. I also want to paint another picture, and I think I covered this in an earlier broadcast, but in light of what I talked about tonight, it's very important to see this. July the 10th. 2012, Shane Warren came to Prophecy Club and spoke and made a DVD. And you can also get that at Prophecy Club. Also, watch prophecyclub.com. In this, he had had a vision. said he was sitting on the couch, uh, couch, and he said all of a sudden the TV was not the TV anymore. And he began to see something. Now, I'm going to explain to you what I think is happening because this is turning out to be one of the the most right-on pictures prophecy to tell us what's coming. He says, now I'm skipping a lot of it uh, because it's like a 30-minute thing to explain. So this is my summarized version. He said he saw a hurricane spreading across America. Now, we didn't know then what the hurricane was. Now, I believe it's the George Floyd riots, a hurricane spreading across America. He said, I saw a news report in the eye of the storm, reached down, picked up a fist full of dollars. He said, it's raining dollar bills. They're almost like they're worthless. They're worthless. 
it's raining worthless dollars. That fits too, because part of what this coup d'etat was supposed to stop is the changing of our financial system according to finalwakeupcall.info. That fits too. It's all happening at the same time. Now let's go to the next one. Then the scene changed, and he said that we went back to the anchor, and the anchor said, there's another tragedy that just has hit America. The New Madrid Fault in the heartland of America has just had a major earthquake. I heard a booming voice speak from behind me saying, listen carefully, they have divided my land, now I will divide their land. I'll say it again. A booming voice speak from behind me saying, they have divided my land, now I will divide their land. So let me summarize where we are. As I just read in the earlier items, it could be that sometime in July, we could see the splitting of Israel giving the Palestinians a Palestinian state, which would bring the split of America. Also, since we see the hurricane is really the George Floyd riots, and then the raining dollar bills and all of this is about the new financial system that is coming in place. I know you're probably saying, we ain't heard about new new financial system. Well, you just wait, okay? Uh, according to finalwakeupcall.info, it is coming. Hang on, let's keep going. In the vision, I knew that they were speaking about Israel, specifically dividing Jerusalem. Then the scene changed. I was taken to a room in the Middle East, and I saw India, Syria, Indonesia. By the way, all of this that I'm reading, it's all in the book, God's Final Warning to America, now available at Prophecy Club. I mean, we have them in stock, ordered 10,000 of them, so we've got it. India, Syria, Indonesia, Turkey, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, Egypt, Russia, and China. These world leaders were discussing how to devalue the dollar by buying oil with another currency. They agreed to sell oil for gold. They said, we will flush the market with dollars and drive the value of the dollar down. I saw drastic drops in the value of the dollar. December 21, 2019, the headline said, Muslim nations consider gold barter trade to beat sanctions. This is very close, brothers and sisters. Let's go on, though. He said the devaluing of the dollar caused major rioting in the streets. Well, today, duh. I mean, it wouldn't take much to get people rioting again. I saw silver, not gold, silver, begin to drastically increase in value. I saw riots break out across major cities all over America. Well, is that what we're talking about with the George Floyd thing? It's actually talking about here a financial problem coming. Let's go on. I saw signs that said, give us our entitlements. Give us our entitlements. Well, those are not the signs we see right now. So this is talking about another round of rioting in the streets. I saw great demonstrations and violence in the streets. Whenever these different things are lost because there's not enough money to keep up with the subsidies. Hmm. Is that talking about the subsidies that started with the COVID-19 where Trump is just handing out, what was it, $3.1 trillion or something like that? Now, here comes the point. At the same time, I saw the church arise. Okay, let's hang on, hang on. Let's back up. So when we see a hurricane, I think it's the uh, COVID-19 and all of the, the George Floyd mass spreading across America. Then we see worthless dollar bills. Then we see 
Israel split, America split, the dollar go worthless. When we see that, rioting in the streets, here's what happens. At the same time, I saw the church arise with healing in their wings for this moment. I saw God prospering greatly, many people acquiring things and a great transfer of wealth coming into the hands of believers. Do you remember when I said earlier and I had the big disclaimer and it was talking about this sort of stuff? Remember I said that? Okay, now let's go on. This is tying to it, you see. Churches became cities of refuge. Now, that's the point I want to get to. See, a lot of people are planning to run out into the mountains or run out into the forests or the the countryside someplace to survive the problems that are coming. And, of course, there's a time when that's the thing you've got to do. However, I do not have one prophetic word, one dream, one vision. I don't have anything, nothing, saying that we need to run to the hills, run to the, the woods or something like that and protect. Well, no, no, actually, something just jumped in my mind. Dimitri was shown a wooded area, and and the angel told him that at the right time he would come and take many people to this wooded area where he would supernaturally protect them. So there is a there is one, but there's also one where it's talking about the churches and the cities of refuge uh, was actually in the city. Okay, let's go on. The body of Christ stood up like a mighty sleeping giant in the earth and began to minister. People were coming to them. Signs, wonders, and miracles were poured out all over America. I saw America being shaken as the worldly could no longer go to the government for help. They had to go to the church. Entire cities became cities of refuge. There was life, safety, peace, and the presence of God in the cities. People running to the cities. Revival arrived. It was a two-sided coin as the judgment hit. So did God's miracle revivals. As great inflation caused an economic storm, a great revival arrived. God will raise up his church. Now, August the 8th of 2015, Saturday night, Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What do you want to say? And for the first time in my life, I heard the audible voice of God say, this is the time of miracles. Then he downloaded to my heart. He says that, You're about to see miracles like no one has seen. Going all the way back to Adam and Eve, no one has seen the kind of miracles that I'm going to do. And he laid on my heart to tell you that he said, I promise I will never leave them nor forsake them. I will meet the devil step for step, inch for inch, pound for pound. Everything the devil does, I will meet him. I will provide and I will protect my own. Then there's the uh, other thing, the 400-year judgment cycle that Shane Warren saw, talking about America's judgment arrives in 2020. Well, duh, here it is. So this entire vision, in my opinion, it has been confirmed. All right, now, back to what do you do to prepare? A lot of people are trying to prepare to survive the tribulation here in America. I'm not. Uh, I had a dream. Uh, and I can look up the exact date, but I'll skip it. I had a dream, and I, w- I dreamed that I was looking down on this plane. And this was where there was a stairway in front of the, the plane. And people were going up the stairway, getting onto the plane. And a voice spoke to me and said, two men will get on a plane with a virus. And before the plane can land, everyone on board will be dead. This will be the beginning of the end 
of public air transportation. I said, what? And I got rebuked. The voice rebuked me and said, you weren't listening and repeated it again. Two men will get on a plane with a virus. And before the plane can land, everyone on board will be dead. This will be the beginning of the end of public air transportation. Well, I take that to mean, Stan, if you and those people that will listen to you want to get out of America, this is your last opportunity. We also know that Sundar Salvaraj has said that there is another virus coming that will make this virus, the COVID-19, look like a cakewalk, a picnic. In other words, a real bad one is coming, and I believe that's what the, 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 the vision or the dream was saying. I'm not going to try to survive the tribulation in America. I plan to go to Israel. Now, why? Well, first of all, Israel is going to emerge World War III, the great victor. She's going to get back all of her land from the Euphrates to the Nile. And she's going to, probably that will include most of Saudi Arabia. She's also going to have a massive, massive oil discovery. She's going to be one of the richest, wealthiest, most blessed nations on earth going into the tribulation. I want to be there. Also, I want to be there to build a land of unwalled villages. This is a summarized version of Ezekiel 38:11. The land of unwalled villages, to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls, having neither bars nor gates, the desolate places that are now inhabited upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, gathered out of the nations, which have got cattle and goods and dwell in the midst of the land. I want to go there, and the first thing I'm going to do, when, when, I will say this, uh, I have to be, have you choose my words carefully. When God sends the money to go and drill the well in Israel, I'm going to uh, call my attorney, and I'm going to ask him to work up papers. And this is based upon dreams and visions scattered over the last 20 years. So I ask him to drop the papers, and there are three areas that I want to already have the papers drawn up that I can go and present to the Israeli government immediately, saying I want to drill in this area. Now, they won't accept the papers unless you have a large amount of money already in the bank, and God has shown me that this is part of what he's going to do. So then we will gather up a few people, Leslie, myself, and one or two other people, and we're going to go to three areas in Israel, a northern, a central, and a southern area. And we're going to pray over that area, and I'm going to point and command and prophesy to the land for that land to release the oil. And what I was shown in a vision is that the ground will shake very, very deep, and that oil will be allowed to flow into the formation Formations where there have been many other dry wells drilled in the past, but all of a sudden, dry wells are now pressure wells because God released oil to Israel. Then the dream showed me to take the the papers at that point to Israel to turn them in and say, I want this and this and this land to be granted to me to drill. And, of course, I will already know at that time uh, which land, where the oil is, and things like that. Why? Because we want to take the oil, and I want to build the land of unwalled villages. Now, there's two places. And, and it's very interesting that Maurice Scalar, the last time he was with us, prophesied, and I didn't even talk to him till about the land of unwalled villages. He said, I see that you're going to be building an entire city like a land of unwalled villages. He actually said the word, 
land of unwalled villages. I see where it's going to be. It's going to be south and east, south and east, he said, of Israel. Well, I pretty much know where it is. But when we hit oil in Israel, I'm going to make a deal with Israel. And I'm going to say a few things I want. One is I want you to allow me to bring back Christians and Jews from around the world. That's why the oil money is going to come. Christians and Jews from around the world. And I want you to vet the the, uh, Israel, the the Jews, and me and my team will vet the Christians. In other words, we will decide if they're real Christians or if they're not. Because uh, someone that's a Christian, we can spot the real Christians real easy. We can spot the phonies real easy. We'll bring them back, and we're going to build a land of unwalled villages, a large place for these people from the war-torn nations around the world. You may be saying, well, how are you going to get them to come back to uh, to to Israel. Well, first of all, God can do it. Second is they're going to be coming out of the war to, war torn areas after World War Three. But also, one of the things I want to do is I'm going to say, and you are going to split this oil wealth wealth with all twelve tribes equally, correct? So then, what I want to do is get on radio and TV and say, if you believe that you have Israeli blood and you would like to participate in your royalties and apply for your oil royalties, then you need to send a blood sample. And believe me, that blood sample these days can tell not only what tribe they're from, whether they are Israeli and to what degree and everything about them. So based upon that, we will say, all right, if you move to Israel, then you can claim your oil royalties if you move to Israel. So then we'll be participating in moving Millions, probably what I will do is buy an airline. Millions of people moving to Israel. And we're going to move them and build them the land of unwalled villages. And I want to say to Israel, I want to work out a deal for you to get the oil. I want you to give me a plot of land, give me permission to build and bring these people back, blah, da, 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 all of those stuff that goes with that. Then we know in the middle of the tribulation, Remember, Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, then basically said, run for your life. Well, where the people in Jerusalem will run, I believe, will be straight south, 216 miles, down to the real Mount Sinai. And that is a place for the woman to flee. And then on the way down there, the Bible says that the dragon will cast water out of his mouth as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God, and had the testimony of Jesus Christ. Meaning, that the people in Jerusalem, when they see the Antichrist sit on the Ark of the Covenant, which is a golden-covered chair, the throne of God on earth, and proclaim himself God, and stop animal sacrifice that is the abomination of desolation. When they see that, those people who have the testimony of Jesus, who have read Matthew 24, they keep the commandments of God, will know the sign immediately. And they will run 216 miles south. And then on the way down there, there will be a big flood. There will be a big crack that will swallow the flood. And those people that make it all the way down to the real Mount Sinai, uh, and they're building a, a giant city down there even as we speak, the Mount Sinai, they will be protected for the last three and a half years. So if you want to know the very best place to be living during the tribulation, it's not America. I'll say it again in Texan. It's not America. It's not America. 
it is Israel. And then when you see the abomination of desolation, you run south. But now, if you get my book, uh, I believe that's Secret Door. I think I also have it in Miss the Mark. I have the seven signs to watch for to be able to spot the Antichrist early. Spot the Antichrist early. You don't have to wait until the abomination of desolation pops up. You already know where to go, what to do. Matter of fact, you if you go to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade, part of that is teaching and training people to help work with us in the sports stadiums, the big crusades we're going to be doing. And if you want to be a part of our ministry in the crusades, you'll get yourself to one of those two meetings. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com. SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com. So anyway, uh, they will go down there where they're protected for the last three and a half years of the tribulation. Now, me personally, I don't want to make it to the end. I want to be, I'm talking personally here for just a minute. You might not have my same heart. You might not agree with them about what I'm about to say. But I want to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. I want to be there to cast my crown at Jesus' feet, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. I want to see my Lord change for being the Lamb of God, to the line of the tribe of Judah, change from being the prince of the kings of the earth to become the king of kings and lord of lords. I want to be there to get that wedding garment. That's all we get. This is not about us. This is about the wedding of the lamb. This is about Jesus, the groom. Then about four months later, we're given a white horse, as is Jesus, and we return with him. And that's where it says in the armies of heaven, Returned with him on white horses, clothed in fine linen, clean and white. This is when Armageddon takes place. This is when uh, it says, and I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon is called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. And upon his vesture was a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And skipping on down, it says, and uh, let's see where I want to go. And the, I saw the and the, I saw the 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 uh, I saw the beast, and the kings of the earth gathered to make war against him that sat on the horse and his army, and the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, which wrought miracles before them, with which he deceived them that had worshipped the beast, and them that had uh, worshipped his image. These both were cast into the lake, burning with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And the remnant were slain by the, by the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. That's Armageddon. That's the Feast of Trumpets. That's the last day after the burning of the tares, after the slashing of the grapes. Then the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive remain should be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. That's when we get to receive our rewards our crowns, our mantles, our glorified body in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. When the morning star, which is a light sword, the breath of his nostrils, he brandishes the sword. That's when that light sword, he blows light. That's the reason the Bible says, uh, as lightning shineth even out of the east and under the west, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Meaning the light sword, the morning star, will look as if it's a, like a light laser slashing through the night sky, the darkness. And when it hits the center, 
they fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul. But when it hits us, and it will hit us too, if we are alive, and I don't want to be at that point, I want to be riding one of the white horses returning with Jesus at that time. But if we're alive in that time, as the morning star hits us, be we in the grave, or be we on a horse, or be we on the, the, the land surface or under the surface, wherever we are, as the morning star hits us, then is fulfilled the scripture that says, out of our belly will flow rivers of living water. And we get a glorified body. And God shall wipe away all tears from the rise, and there shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. Now there shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Ten days later, it's, by the way, all of this is covered in the book Secret Door, if you want to understand this. Secret Door to understand Bible prophecy. Ten days later, it's the Day of Atonement. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the uh, the, the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the books according to the works. And the sea gave it the dead which are in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which are in them. And they were judged, every man according to the works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life is cast into the lake of fire. Those are the people that are dead. Those are the people that never knew or had the chance to receive Jesus. That's the Day of Atonement. Five days later, now it's tabernacles. I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and God shall be with them and be their God, and they shall be his people. This is what I look forward to. I want to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. The only way you get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb is if you have already died by the Feast of Pentecost, because that's when we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. All of this is explained in the Secret Door book. Again, you've got to get the books. You've got to get the books. You do not know what's in these books. Trust me. I see them about out of time, but to summarize what I plan to do, when I see... A plane go down and everybody on board is dead from a virus. Then within 24 to 48 hours, I will be on a plane heading to Israel. Put everything I own up in America up for sale. That is unless I've still got to be here to do sports stadiums. And doing the Lord's work is more important than anything. But if that's the time, then we will go. We will be building the land of unwalled villages and also a place down in Saudi Arabia at the real Mount Sinai for the woman to flee. We will go over there. We will drill and hit oil, which, by the way, anytime I say oil, I need to give you a disclaimer. cannot guarantee that we will ever get the money for drill or hit oil in Israel. And I'm not offering securities for sale in this broadcast. We are simply discussing Bible prophecy. But I do believe that we will go over there, drill, and hit oil in Israel. And that is going to be used to bring the Christians and Jews back from around the world. God has set up a very, very big and powerful plan. Most of the time, I don't get time to explain all of these plans, but Shannon is such a good host. It gives me time to talk. So, Shannon, I will turn it back to you. God bless you. Brother Stan, I want to tell you I love you, brother. And Sister Leslie, Prophet Leslie, and also Brother Lou and Sister Sunya, I love the Prophecy Club. Folks, if you're in the area, you have a church. Brother Stan will give you location details in a minute. But I want to thank you, Brother Stan, for coming on tonight. And I think that's an excellent plan. 
You know, shoot, I would love to live in Israel. Stan, um, I've been there only twice, but I've heard it can be expensive with a lot of people coming and making Aliyah and there being a shortage of land. Have you looked into it recently? Um, has anything loosened up in the market over there? And if a person this were to fly in... Answer that. Um, how long of a visa can a person get if they were just to fly over there? Is it about 90 days? What does it take? That will, If you do it with us, I believe that's not going to be a problem. That Believe me, oh, God is going to do some amazing things. It's not going to be a problem. That would be uh, awesome. Let me back up and explain what happened uh, briefly. The, in 1984, uh, a man by the name of Hayseed Stevens, and, and I know you've heard all of this, so I'm going to shorten it, was invited to go to uh, Israel to meet Menachem Begin. He was a part-time pastor, full-time oil man. While he was there, the Lord spoke to his heart and said the world's largest oil field is located at the southwest end of the Dead Sea. He came back and started researching and found 17 verses in the Bible that say, in the last days, massive amounts of oil will be found in Israel. At the Well, in Israel. 1998, we put him on a speaking tour, which blew life into his plans to go drill an oil, in, or oil well in Israel. But in 2003, his son, he fell dead of a heart attack. His son took over the company, and things didn't go so well. 2007, his former attorney asked, called and asked if I would be willing to start a new corporation to continue the vision to find oil in Israel. And I said, thanks, but no thanks. I'll pray about it, but probably not. So my prayer to get me out of it that night was, Lord, as you know, I don't have any extra $5,000 laying around to give some attorney to start some oil corporation. So if you want me to do this, send the money. End of story. Thought I was out of it. Next day, phone call came in. Want me to return a call? I call him back. Thank you for calling. The reason I asked you to get a call is because two nights ago, God woke me up in the middle of the night and told me to give you $30,000 to continue the vision to find oil in Israel. Well, <laughs> Well, what would you do? I said, the exact words were, well, fine. And she, she said, what? So I explained to her. She sent the check, so we started Prophetic Oil. Well, it wasn't too long uh, before I saw I needed to get out and start speaking about this. I set up an 18-city speaking tour from Texas all the way up to Minneapolis. After I spoke in Lubbock on June 14th of 2008, my prayer closet that night, I said, Lord, uh, it's not going so good. Uh, we're spending $3,500 per city in advertising, not many people showing up, not many people getting saved, so I hope you please what we're doing. And that night he spoke to me. I heard the audible voice of God say, quote, Stan, I will give you the money to drill the well in Israel, unquote. And I answered. I said, the oil well? But there was no answer. It was like, son, I said all I'm going to say. Okay, so I believe that I have a guarantee that he's going to send the money. Well, we believe that a deal we've been working on trying to get closed, we believe that that is probably going to close this month. When it does, we are going to get over there and start working on drilling that oil well. Um, so I, I believe that's also how he's going to finance things like sports stadiums and global radio and TV. And uh, we've been given many very, very precious promises. So. Uh, it all starts, by the way, if you folks want to be Im involved, it starts with getting those books. It starts with getting yourself to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. Get yourself there. If you want to be trained and equipped to teach Bible prophecy and 
to walk in sevenfold miracles, that's where you go. I'm going to anoint you with revelation oil. Pray that you receive the spirit of revelation as I received when I memorized the book of Revelation. Prophet Leslie will lay hands on you, anoint you with oil, asking for God to give you a prophetic anointing so that you can walk in sevenfold miracles when they begin to arrive. So all of this is very serious stuff. We're in the last days. Tribulation's about to start. Mark of the Beast is about to show up. The Beast is about to show up. And he's about to have a plan that is so well connived, if it were possible, it would deceive even the very elect. Shannon? Brother, I'm excited to be here tonight. Like uh, Sister in London just said, tuning in, she said, this is a program to make a copy of, to listen to again. Folks, this is a keeper right here, jam-packed with information that you need, and I encourage you to share it with everybody you know. Brother Stan, uh, I know that there were some delays across the country for holding meetings. But where, and you have a meeting coming up, where can people go ahead and sign up and get the most up-to-date details? On yeah, the- yes, sir. I need to talk briefly about that. Yes. If you want to come to the crusade, you go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Now, the problem was this COVID-19 thing kind of got in their way. Yes. Not of our doing, not of the Hyatt doing, but the doing of the county of Dallas, of which the Hyatt resides. And they're requiring a six-foot uh, six distancing in our meeting. Well, the problem is we had too many people coming into the meeting to just have one crusade. So what we're going to do is two crusades back-to-back. The first crusade is going to be July 29 to August 2, July 29 to August 2. And that will be over at about noon. Then August 2, starting that same day, about 5 o'clock later on that same day, we will immediately go into a second crusade. And it will be from August 2 to August 6. Now, if you are signed up and you have not got a call or email from Prophecy Club people in the last few days, then please email us at crusade at prophecyclub.com. Email crusade at prophecyclub.com. What we're doing is we're trying to get as many people in Crusade A and Crusade B as possible. So we kind of have to do some dithering back and forth here or there. But we do have room. So it starts with you going to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and getting signed up. If you do have questions, I'll give you the phone number to our office, 785-266-1112. 266-1112. But the best thing to do is to email crusade at prophecyclub.com and go to this. Now, at this crusade, something special is going to happen. We may see sevenfold miracles, but we're going to be getting you prepared for being a part of the sevenfold miracle crusades at the sports stadiums. God has already shown me in a dream and in a vision We're going to be doing meetings in sports stadiums. And, well, I think the dream was, I think it was uh, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, AT&T Stadium. And it was packed. See, what we're about to do, see, this is Wednesday. Okay, Friday, I'm going to be standing in front of the camera all day long Friday. I'm going to be doing 60 and 90 second spots on Dimitri's message, 
miss the mark, and secret door. Then we're going to take these and we're going to run them all across America. My agent is specifically getting us a spot package put together. We believe that when I go on there and I tell them about Miss the Mark and I show them a picture of what the mark of the beast is going to look like, it's going to shock them. In light of the COVID, in light of the George Floyd uh, protests, I believe that America's eyes will become open. We're running out of time. I believe God's spirit is going to speak to them. I believe our website is going to go crazy. It may very well be that we will have sevenfold miracles and into the sports stadiums before the end of the year. I don't know. That's God's choice. But I do know this. If you want to be involved with Prophecy Club, if you want to go to Israel, if you want to get to those sports stadiums, then it all starts with us getting to know you at the sevenfold miracle crusades. Get signed up. Get there. Get there. And by the way, don't insult God by saying, I don't have the money or I can't get off. Please do not do that. Instead, have your faith. Put your faith out there. That's right. God wants you to know. That's why he's got you listening right now. You do have a call in your life. This radio program is telling you, go into my vineyard. You need to just say, yes, sir. Here am I. Send me. Then you say, Lord, I need the money to go. Lord, I need the time off. Lord, I need this. I need that. And you get there, and he'll provide it. You believe, and he'll provide, and you'll be there. We'll lay hands on you. You will feel that you get a new spirit, a spirit of revelation come on you, and a spirit of prophecy come on you. We will train you how to teach Bible prophecy in the days ahead. We will train you how to walk in sevenfold miracles. This is a very special thing happening, brothers and sisters. Just like you hadn't heard anybody talking about any coup d'etat happening Saturday night. Nobody's been talking about that. God hadn't shown them. But they hadn't been carrying Demetrius' message for 33 years like I have either. That's right. God showed me. That's right. We're about to go into tribulation. Tribulation about to hit you. Mark of the Beast about to hit you in the face. You've got to get ready. It's not a joke. Not a joke. I got my title for tonight's show. you got to get ready. Folks, this is a right now word. Share it with everybody you know. Get to prophecyclub.com tonight. Get the books. Sign up for this meeting. You're going to be blessed. Brother Stan, we love you. Thank you for coming on. Excellent word, my friend. Love you too. We'll see you soon. Bless. Praise the Lord, everybody. Powerful word.